Hello, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. And uh, we're going to start, Connor, with um, the question. Actually, it's a question that you people should be asking yourselves right now. Really? What are you, what are you doing right now? What are you, why are you listening to a podcast? Or I, I suppose it applies Who, What kind of person radio? are you, and what are you getting from it? Because that's what the study is about that I'm going to be talking about. I don't think many people ask themselves that, by the way. I think you consume content, whether it's film, TV, podcast, <laughs> video games, I guess books. you're not constantly, as you go through life, asking yourself <laughs> continuously what you're doing. Why do I do this? <laughs> but hey, somebody else asked a question. Yes. Uh, at a Queensland University down in Australia and Stanford University, they were looking into the study. The study is called Why People Listen, Motivations and Outcomes of Podcast Listening. So they were, they were trying to find out who, what kind of people listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. and what do those people who listen to them get from it? Okay. Two questions. So they surveyed 308 people from the UK, the US, and Portugal. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so it's cross-country. Yep. And 78% of those people who were surveyed said that they had listened to a podcast before. Right, so then they, those people, those that seventy-eight percent, they were asked about their podcast habits, and they listen to on average three and a half hours a week. Wow! And have been listening for three years now. Okay. So they started listening three years ago. And what kind of people are they? You remember that we were talking about the Big Five inventory, the, uh, the how to measure someone's pers- personality a few weeks back. Um, these people, the, the biggest common denominator of the people who said they listen to podcasts is that these people are open to new experiences. I was just going to say, you're, you're, you're talking to listeners who are listening, so let's just list like the most positive traits ever. They're, they're, they're intelligent, they're the, empathetic, they're wonderful. Hold on, wonder- hold on. They're curious. Okay. They're, they're, they're open to new things. They're curious. They like thinking. <laughs> Literally. They, wait, who, who checks the, the box, the, I don't like thinking? It's called, it's called a need for cognition. And they are that, that that box was checked. Okay, I mean, I, I I'm with them on that. I just find it funny <laughs> that there's like there are people who don't check that box. Yeah, well, or, there anyway, are anyway, there are okay. there are people who don't like thinking. Then I guess <laughs> staring or that empty state of mind. We speaking of a few weeks well, back. Yeah, exactly. Mind blanking. The people that mind blank all day long probably don't <laughs> listen to po- other people that don't listen to podcasts. Come on, okay. What? So what if else? If you're neurotic, you do not listen to podcasts. If you need to belong. If you need to belong, you do not listen to podcasts, according to this study. Meaning you're independent. You don't view yourself as having to fit in. You're willing to go yes. tune in to alternative sources of information, not yes. in, the, in, the, in the alternative facts sense, but in yes. uh, non-mainstream. Yes. So the main thing is, at this point, we know that these people like to think they're open to new experiences and they're curious, essentially. The next big question is, what do you get from a podcast? And the, the two things that were most commonly, or the two answers that were most commonly given were uh, meaning in life. I'm not kidding you. Meaning. That people who listen to podcasts reported having a greater sense of meaning in their lives and also relatedness. And I did not know this term. I was just In psychology, say. relatedness means a basic psychological need for social connection and belongingness. Now, that's, that might sound... Like, it doesn't make any sense, because I said before that if you need to belong to something, you won't listen to podcasts. But listening to podcasts, and and in particular, identifying with the hosts, means that you get a a greater sense of belonging from them. Oh, I'm like them, and they're like me. Yeah. We're together in this thing. I don't see them, I don't meet them. Right, which makes it a a pretty weird thing, because that's a parasocial relationship. Our, Our fans out there, if we have them... Well, more on that in a second. Yeah. 
if we have them, that means that they have a parasocial relationship with us because it's one-sided. We don't know them, apart from the, the, a little bit of the, uh, the email connection that we have with a couple of our listeners, we don't know them. They know us, I guess, from listening to what we talk about every week, um, but we don't know them. And that their knowing us gives them a sense of belonging. Sure. I, I think ev anyone, everyone feels better when they realize that in some far off corner of the world, somebody thinks the way they do or yeah. not even it's not even that that you that you might be friends with that person that is identification right if you can identify with someone even or, if you you're not physically with them relatedness in this case it, in that's, that word? that's yeah. relatedness interesting yeah i think we all do that without knowing we do it yeah it's interesting you could identify that i would also argue that you probably cannot even quantify what people actually get from a podcast because i'm not sure we know that I, I'm not sure I know what I get podcasts, except, for example, that sometimes I tune into podcasts from comedians because mm -hmm. I, I know I know that I need to laugh or it's the end of the and day. And you, know you know that you can steal those jokes and tell them later to other oh, people and exactly. pretend, and in, pretend like you're funny? Increase my social capital. <laughs> no, um, no, that could the, be a weakness of this study, though, for people who – these are hard things to, to communicate or to report. To know. To know, yeah. to even to find the right words. If you're getting surveyed on this stuff, to find the right words and say what a podcast does for you, I, I'm, it, yeah, really tough. It's hard. Really tough to know. You have to be a, a person who can zoom out of your own head and look at yourself from mm -hmm. the third person perspective. And it was only a cross section, so it's not longitudinal. So you can't establish any sense of causation by listening to podcasts. It gives me a, a, a greater sense of meaning in life. That's not necessarily true. Maybe it's just. Or correlation, or I'm happier because these podcasts make me laugh. Yeah. Going back to what you said, you know, if we even have podcast listeners out there, yeah. Uh, every year, Spotify sends us uh, a link. This <laughs> Spotify being one of the very many podcast platforms that we are on, yeah. And it's called Spotify Wrapped, and it's where they they put together a bunch of data on your podcast. Uh, lovely to see that Science Unscripted is in the top five percent of podcasts worldwide, globally. Whoa, globally, uh, seventy. Plus countries were listened to, and I mentioned a couple weeks back that we are, I think, the number two life sciences podcast in Bolivia, which was a complete surprise to me. So a big thank you to all of our listeners out there, not just for tuning in, but maybe passing us along to your friends. Or Podcasts are weird. They're tougher to share. Yeah. Uh, but So we appreciate every word of mouth or every thing you've done to help us get heard more because that's the way that podcasts spread. Mostly. Yeah, and, and, and we do, even though I was kind of laughing about it before, I hope that we make your lives better that you have more meaning in your lives because of what we do here well if that would it, be cool yeah if we're not tell us that'd be I mean, great news yeah tell us because that that'd be terrible that'd be the that'd be the <laughs> for end making of this. your life worse <laughs> and yet you keep no i hope i hope we're doing something for you uh what are, speaking you of which what speaking of which um at the risk of of repeating myself mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks back i talked about enormous like like earth-shaking, to use an overused cliche, um, changes in artificial intelligence capabilities that are happening now, and they keep happening. They keep changing to the point where it's necessary to do a quick update on that topic once more. So what I talked about... You were about, telling us about a, a, a software that could create an image based on text, right? That was also, one part of it. Yeah. That was one part of it. This is uh, OpenAI based out of San Francisco that is doing a lot of different things, so many different things that it's hard to keep up with. And what we talked about a few weeks back was the text-to-image AI generator, which is absolutely wild. DAL... DAL 
Dolly 2? Dolly 2 is what that one is called. You kind of have to try it out for yourself because trying to talk about it doesn't do it justice. The other thing we did was there is a an almost essay writing or 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 paper writing tool that you could go to. It's called GPT-3 Playground. That was where, Gabe, you asked... Um, the, this... You asked me to provide some text to you and then um, and you were going to create a text based on what I described. Yeah. I said, can you create a, a text where Macbeth tells Lady Macbeth that he doesn't want to kill Duncan? Because that's what I wanted to happen in that in that particular piece of literature. <laughs> uh, we were both positively surprised with the result of that. I don't have a saved copy of it. In fact, it probably wouldn't generate the same text again. What we both noticed was that you asked for a poem. Yes, I wanted it to to set that to poetry because I knew what Shakespeare actually said: "We will proceed no further in this business." That's what Macbeth. That's what William okay. Shakespeare had Macbeth say, and I wanted to see what this the software AI. would do. Okay, so it, it was pretty you, good. It was very good. You asked for a poem, and it didn't rhyme. And so this is the smallest development that I'm going to talk about today. It rhymes now. Oh yeah, it rhymes. So you can do poetry and song. So I'm thinking maybe this time ask you. You can ask it to create a song. Give me a prompt, a kind of song that you would like to have. If if you if you're sitting in the car that you'd like to hear a song about, and I'm going to type it into my phone right now. Why the sky is blue. That is what you'd like to hear. Yeah. Okay. So let me pop this in here. And let's see if it rhymes. It's a beautiful sight, the sky so blue, a color of peace, a calming hue. Why is the sky so blue? I'm sure you'd like to know. It's a science lesson, as I'll soon show. Sorry, it keeps writing lyrics and scrolling down. It's all to do with the way the light waves pass through the air and the molecules of gas. They go up and down and scatter the light, which makes the sky appear so bright. The sky is blue. The sky is blue. Ooh, this is the chorus. Oh, okay. Yes, I, Can I say that it? repetition. The sky is blue. <laughs> the sky is blue. The reason why is easy is so easy to see. It's all because of the way the light reflects from the air, the sea, and all that's in between. Oh my God! And that's that's the smallest change. So again, I highly recommend it. That's for, that's scary. And that's that same that, G GPT three GPT three and hyphen. So that little dash uh-huh. playground playground. And, and it's OpenAI. You got to log in once, and then you can access this stuff. Um, what's interesting is that's that hasn't really impressed anyone nearly as much as their newest product. It's called Chat GPT. So we just created a song. We could have created a poem. We could have created uh, an essay. But that's fundamentally like a, a, a an interaction that has two steps. Do this, done. Mm-hmm. Um, Chat GPT, as it sounds, is is an uh, you can ask it anything, and it feels much more like you're asking a person or even like the whole internet. For something, um, didn't this come up a few months back? With the there was a leak from inside Google. What was that? Yes, uh, the chatbot there. Yeah, speaking um, about the meaning of life and yeah. And now I'm temporarily blanking on the name of that chatbot, but uh, Lambda, 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 and where where that chatbot uh, convinced one Google engineer that it was sentient. What is smart about OpenAI? I I don't know if they paid attention to that development or if they just did this anyway. They make it very clear. They've trained this chatbot to say many different times, many different ways. I'm not a human. So you're like, hey, what are you feeling right now? I don't have emotions because I'm an algorithm. You but, know? Yeah, which yeah. is healthy for us humans so that, so that we don't get confused. Yeah. So some of the examples 
um, explain quantum computing in simple terms? Got any creative ideas for a 10-year-old's birthday party? Th these are the kinds of questions you can ask this chatbot. Yeah. And sourcing text from the whole internet, yeah. you get a result. So, uh, so it's like a better way of searching then. Better way of searching well, the internet. It's, it's, yeah, it's way deeper. And it's, it's not, you're not going to land on a page or a blog that somebody wrote back in, you know, five years ago. You're going to get a synthesized a summer, response. A summary. A so summary. I'll, I'll yeah. ask you again. Um, what's a question? It's December right now. We're heading into the holiday season. What, what's a real question you have that you would typically normally only answer either a close friend or some random person, I don't know, um, that you run into, but uh, something you really actually care about. Okay. So um, what is that? What's the really big empty space that I feel around the holidays? Why do I feel that? Does that make, does that question make sense? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm, I'm away from home. Okay. And what is what is that? What well, is that big empty space? I, I mean, if, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not a th therapist, but my my gut reaction would be homesickness, um, childhood sickness. You're not a child anymore. Experiencing Christmas. That's what I think it is. But let's see what let's see what uh, let's see what Chat GPT thinks this is. And it's generating the text. By the way, one critique is that in, in sourcing all of that or synthesizing all the text from the web, there's a lot of computing power that has to happen. It's costing the company a lot of money, but environmentally also not necessarily good. Here we go, Gabe. Yeah. It's common for people to feel a sense of emptiness or sadness around the holidays for a variety of reasons. Okay. One reason might be because the holidays can be a time of reflection and contemplation, and it's natural to think about things that are missing or lacking in our lives. Yeah, okay. A additionally, the holidays can be a reminder of loved ones who are no longer with us, which can lead to feelings of loneliness and isolation. Yep. It's also possible that the heightened emotions and expectations surrounding the holidays can lead to disappointment, which can contribute to feelings of emptiness. Ultimately, check. Yeah. Everyone experiences these feelings differently, and it's important to take care of yourself and reach out to others for support if needed. That really makes me feel good cuz first of all, check all three of those. I miss my grandma, I miss my grandpa. So that and then yeah, the stress of doing Christmas right. Today was St. Nicholas Day. Did I get the right presents? Is Heidi going to like her horse? Expectations. That she got? Expectations. Those are there. And then that first one is the was the more obvious one that yeah, you think about what's yeah, well, so you're not, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so for all of you out there listening, it's, a good bot. It, it's getting close to that Turing test. Um, the Turing test being, you know, where we human beings cannot tell that it's an AI versus a human. And what I think OpenAI is doing correctly here is it's trying to keep reminding you that it is AI so that you are permanently, constantly aware of that and that you're not tricked into establishing a relationship that fundamentally does not exist. So, um, Use that one because it seems safe. And I cannot, last thing I'll say here is a tweet from a guy I love following on Twitter. Ethan Mollick is his name. He's a professor at Wharton um, at School of Business yeah, in the United States. And yet what he does online mostly is track science trends. And he's obsessed with the developments in AI as, as I am right now. It's not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not excited about something that's not a big deal. This is really huge what's he talking about here this um, chat or in he's, general? Been, he's been talking about this this chatbot for like a week in all sorts of different ways um uh with some really really interesting thought experiments what he says here is you know what 
while people may be getting sick of so much AI chat, can I suggest a different perspective? This may be the only time in history when so many people with different skill sets can explore an unknown and potentially important system together and share results. This is a unique science moment. He has all these people in replies saying, look, I'm from, from literature to uh, computer code writing. Because every, it's open source. Yeah. It's open source. Everyone is using this right now. Again, I encourage all of you, and I mean that, try this chat GPT out. Uh, if there's anything that pops up that su surprises you that you like, uh, please email us. Or, or write us a poem. Right. Oh, yeah, we asked for that last time. We didn't get a poem. Well, it didn't rhyme before. This one's going to rhyme. Yeah. Okay. We are SU at... Send us some poetry. <laughs> SU at DW.com. Science Unscripted.